Yo, what's going on, family? What's up, man? You know, just chilling like a villain, man. Just got out of a great conference call with the pillows. You know what time it is. Nah, man, I got my... Look, check it out, man. Look, this is another episode of Real Rap, you know, where it's about real people talking about real situations. And look, on this episode, this dude is tremendous. He's magnificent. He's phenomenal. He is a gem. Um, I have an album called The Frustrated Producer that is out right now. Go police it, a.k.a. chop it. This dude right here produced the hardest beat on the album. Track number four called Support to be exact. Man, without further ado, this is my cousin, blood cousin, that goes by GT. What up, family? What's going on? What's up, man? That's debatable, man. I don't know if it's the hardest beat on there, but it's dope. That's debatable. You made some fire stuff on there, bro. I appreciate that, cuz. Now, it's the hardest to me. It's the... (laughs) (laughs) Bro, every time when I turn it on, fam, like, I remember I was playing it in my homie's, like, truck, and he got, like, a system. As soon as that beat came in, he gave me that, you know, when you ate, like, a batch of sour candy, he just looked at me like... He just looked at me like I violated our brotherhood or something. Like as soon as that face came in, he gave you that. You know what I'm saying? Breath face, bro. Straight up and down. Like look, like he, he looked at me like because that beat had center bass on it. Like <laughs> that beat was not safe. It, it was the hardest, hardest beat on on the project, man. But man, it is an honor. And uh, just to have you on with me, cause for real. No, this is cool, man. I've never done this before, so I'm excited to get out of my bubble a little bit. Man, I appreciate you so much, man. So, man, we just gonna start it off light. You know, we flowing organic here. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I got a question for you, bruh. Yeah, what's good? So, like, honestly, give me your uh, feedback, man. Let me know, like, how you got into producing, man. Like, what started you into that? Mm, okay, it's a long story, but uh, okay, this is 2003, I believe. So we just moved from Ohio uh, back to California, and at that time, I'm like 13. And actually, it started. It's the the seeds were planted before then. So just a long story short, uh, my parents have been in music my whole life. Uh, they come from different backgrounds. My dad's from Chicago. Um, he, on record, is the first rapper to be signed to a major label outside of Chicago, um, which is kind of cool. Um, I actually didn't know that growing up until recently, but that happened. So I have that flavor coming out of me. And then my mom is from the more classic, uh, classical style music. She was an opera singer. She was in a song and dance company called The Young Americans. So just art and uh, music and singing has always been around me. Um, And then also growing up in the Cleveland Akron area for a portion of my life really put some influence on me as well with the Midwest sound and my dad being from Chicago. So, Um, but fast forward, we moved back to California. Uh, My parents are signed to a small label and their main producer, which goes by the name Kip, He was in Compton and I just grew up, you know, as a teenager, just going to the studio with him and just sitting in sessions for hours and hours. He 
he would call them at 2 a.m. and say, I got an idea, we need to lay it down now. And I would just be in that atmosphere, uh, just seeing him produce. And uh, it was just a real fruitful time for me to kind of soak in just the atmosphere of what it takes to do music. And and then also just to grow my ear and, and see these OGs doing it. Um, so that, that was my background. Um, and then I turned 13, my dad buys me my first uh, studio computer, and it's a wrap right there, man. I've been doing it ever, ever since, just growing and growing. I'm 31 in a few months, so just been doing it for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, man, you a beast, bro. You, you a beast, because, like, I even remember, I think it was, like, 2007. Yeah. When I visited you guys. Yep. In California. Yep. 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 And I remember like hearing your beats then. And I remember like the sound at that time, it was more kind of like boom bap. And it was hard though. Mm. I remember at the time hearing like the boom bap hip hop samples and just, I remember I remember calling myself trying to play with your turntables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like that being that sound, but I remember as years like, like later, I remember hearing like, you know, your sound like expanded to like just how it is now. So my question for that is, man, like what was that like going from like the boom bap? Like, cause that's I, what I remember just hearing like when I remember when we met and then hearing your stuff now, like what was that like as far as going from boom bap to the style that you have right now? So I will say this, when you're younger, especially if you have parents that are musical, you're gonna really lean on to what they teach, not teach you, but what they're about, you know what I mean? And as I got older, you know, I started to kind of sprout my own legs. I started doing a lot of hip hop uh, history searching and just trying to find a sound and be influenced by the greats. And I'll tell you right now, like, even, even though my style is not necessarily a Midwestern style, my influence is from everywhere, uh, different countries, um, I mean, my favorite producer, period, though, is Jay Dilla. You got Black Milk. You got Tali, not Tali Kweli, but uh, what's his name? Just Blaze. You got all these producers that I had influence from. But then once I graduated from what America had to give me as far as influence, I really started to go to, let's say, Toronto or all over Canada. Um, I would say right now, my biggest influence would be Canada. They just got their own swag. And uh, not to copy and paste anything, but I just love taking from other people's influence and, and just what they can do to your sound by teaching you something you just had no idea was possible. Because, I, you know, being in the States, we, we know about LA, we know about Atlanta, you know what I mean? We know about Texas, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you can take what what you have in your own city and be influenced by someone outside that has a different mindset on music. You know, it's crazy. And a lot of people trip out because I'll be in the living room listening to classical music and stuff that has nothing to do with hip hop on purpose because I don't want to be uh, jaded uh, with my sound. Um, but yeah, man, the UK, you know, with all their EDM and all that kind of stuff, you hear a little flavors like that in my music. So it's, it's just a lot. It's a big melting pot, but I did. I never wanted to be boxed in to one section of the world. You know, when there's so much influence out there. I mean, you could be in the rainforest somewhere and hear someone hitting some kind of bamboo flute, 
and it just turned into a whole thing you know and just put what you have in you and just add to it so that that's where my sound comes from I, I don't like putting a finger on it like like being able to just explain every last thing but if it sounds wacky and weird and different to me, I'm gonna go for it. So <laughs> that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and that and that's me to the core, though. That's not me trying to like force that. That's just literally just me. Like I I like those sounds that make people kind of like have to do a double take, and they're kind of like, hmm, I would have never thought to use that, but you know the way that you did it, you know, worked. You know, and sometimes it doesn't work, but I'll make a hundred and five beats, and you'll hear five of them. You know what I mean? But but yeah, you know, I just like to be influenced from outside sources because I feel like that's the way you stay fresh. Hopefully that answers the broad. <laughs> oh, oh, nah, you perfect. Nah, that's exactly what it is. And that's, and you spoke on what I was thinking, like when I started to hear like right now, like when, like when we uh, linked right back up and you were showing me what you had, like you had a batch and you were showing me a batch of beats. Um. And I remember hearing that. I'm like, man, I like how you make it your own. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, like you said, it's like not being put in the box and just exploring. And that's what I hear in your production. And in that, I know how it can be sometimes when you explore with different sounds in your own way, how it can be like, especially with artists that are like around us. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're pitching our beat and with that being said, like with just style just being fresh and it having your own sound in your own way, like have you ever, I know this is a silly question, but you know, I, I want to hear your take on this. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever felt like at times due to you stepping out and stretching like, you know, your sound and not being put in the box and doing your thing? Have you ever dealt with pushback from artists to where where it feels like they're not hearing it, but you are. It's one of those things where they're like, yo, what's this? But they take it to the extreme of like, where where, where it feels like artists are sleeping on you. Like, have yeah. you ever dealt with that? A hundred percent. And I feel like any creative that, that strives to be their own sound will, will always face a portion of that. I think that there is a few angles to look at it from though. When I was younger, I, I would be more frustrated about it. Now I'm kind of at this point in my life where I'm like, look, man, you coming to me, you're coming to get my sound. You know what I mean? So, but when I was younger, I would compare myself a little too much and be frustrated because I couldn't sound like the dream, you know? Because the dream was, I love the dream. That dude was so creative because a lot of people don't know he was making those beats too. He wasn't just singing. That dude was writing everybody's songs. Yeah. He's producing and he was, he was huge when I was in high school and I would be frustrated, like, why can't I get my drums to sound like him? Or at the time, you know, why, why can't I sound like Lil John and, you know, figure out how to use synths and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, man, I think just with the experience and then with getting sick and tired of comparing, because um, comparison is such a killer, like you just kind of grow into a space where you accept yourself for what, you know, God created you to be, you know, and you, mm. you then kind of even though it may be slow, you still do you. And eventually what that does is it'll weed out the people you probably weren't meant to work with. And then the ones that really are for you and that have the audacity to try something different that everybody else ain't doing. Um, those are the ones that will find themselves in your lap 
you know, and, and trust you to do something new, you know. And I actually, over the past couple, actually months, you know, I've really been kind of honing down on a couple artists that believe in my sound. And I think that's more valuable than having a hundred cats buy your beats for $50. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, like for me, I got to the point where like, I was hustling, like trying to make a dollar to the point where I'm like, okay, the money's cool. And trust me, it's not a glamor job at all. Like it's not mm-hmm. internet be lying when it comes to production, but <laughs> that's a whole other topic, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Facts. But, but yeah. uh, no, I think there's more value in having a solid artist that has a solid solid following of people that believe in what he does on your side. Um, and then being consistent with that person. And um, shout out to Adrian Butler, um, not to name drop, but he, he is one of my go-to guys that, uh, he's coming out of Dallas, Texas, by the way. He's one of my go-to guys that I know he believes in my sound. He can see the potential there. And he's very consistent on being open to what I bring to him. And that to me is more valuable than having 12 random people buying a beat, you know, because you can, you can, I got to the point where I was tired of selling beats and people not using them. Cause a lot of these artists, I'll tell you right now, like <laughs> we go in, here comes the real rap part of the whole thing. Like whenever an artist comes to you and uses language, like let's work, they're not being genuine about it. Let's work is like code for I'm not really about it, but I just kind of want to be in the room a little bit. <laughs> and that to me, you start, you start to learn the language of artists uh, or fake artists, artists that aren't really about it. And there's no value there. They don't. It, it's it's no different than you giving someone some something free and they had no dollar input or investing in that thing. They don't value it the same way. You know what I mean? Like. Whenever someone says less work, I don't really pay attention to it. I think you got to get to a place where you don't have a chip on your shoulder, but you got to understand the language of people um, and and be able to kind of weed out things that are going to waste your time and then have genuine people around you. Like Link, I know he's genuine. I know that if I hit you up, you know, and, and it's serious and I say, no, this needs to be a record and you agree with that and you're with it, I'm not worrying about whether or not you're gonna do the work to actually record. I got cats that I've sold beats to 20 years ago or 10 years ago and and still haven't touched it. <laughs> and like- Bam, I, graveyard. I just hit a dude up yesterday. I, I, without even charging him, I actually revived a beat that I made six years ago. And I'm like, bro, this beat back then was gold. This record needs to come out. And he agreed. And I was like, and, and then he hits me with the <laughs> let's work thing. And I'm just like, all right, well, you know, and, and look, sometimes people just need to be encouraged. But yeah, man, you know where to go. And, and, and that don't come by no textbook. That comes from experience and and kind of getting hurt a little bit just to understand like how you need a maneuver you know what i mean you dropping gems bro i love i'm going in circles everything because producers are we're very in our bubble and a lot of times we don't really have the chance to articulate these things so it might come out sideways but i'm trying to be clear (laughs) no you're not coming look i'm gonna tell you off top cousin you coming straight forward and that's my style 
And and also, I want to clarify, bro. Like a lot of things that you're saying right now is what a lot of producers are feeling. And the reason why you know we doing this episode is to hear your thoughts. And I don't talk as much as you need because the thing is. There's producers that's going to hear this and that can relate and it may put a fire up onto them, but also you gave a lot of wisdom in what you just said. Um, And like you said, I'm the same way. It's one of those things when you're a producer, it's like when you're, you know, in the bubble due to stepping out, you know, and and getting stabbed or getting hurt and you coming back, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, paint people with a different brush. And the same you get the same result and you know it's to the point where you keep to yourself but there's a lot of gems we get out of that and even with the let's work um that's facts (laughs) (laughs) let me let me confirm that what my cousin said that's factual and actual factual factual and yeah factual and actual and i will (laughs) co-sign that because that needs to be a t-shirt you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm for real. You know, you know yeah. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I may put that as a design. <laughs> Do it, but, but that's real. Cause like I said, it's bluff, man. It's a bluff with some, with, with a blueberry muffin. That's all it is. It's just because, because you got people that, like you said, you read the body language, you hear what they say, and you're like, oh yeah, let's work. Mm-hmm. You know, the, on on some networking. T- it, it feels like that fake spam email mm-hmm. that. Artists be sending to all the all the it outlets. Like a Nigerian prince telling you that he needs help to get the stick to the states, and he'll give you fifty grand. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I know you heard of that. I never you heard of that. <laughs> nah, oh, man, God. I'm late to the party, but it's new to me, man. Break, break it down to me, cuz. Flat that, never mind. I'll come back with a better one. <laughs> this has nothing to do with music, by the way. I'm just on a whole other thing right now. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> but the people were getting emails by Nigerian princes talking about. I'll send you 100K because I need help getting to the States or something crazy. But anyways, move on. <laughs> no, no, it ain't no move on. No, you you in the right pocket. Because um, that's what it because that's what it is. You know, when people say let's work. And not only that, one thing I want to hit on, man, I got to vent for a yeah. quick second. Um, the, the thing when you hit about, you know, people that buy your beats but never use them. Hundreds. Bruh. Let me tell you something. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna talk directly to y'all artists, and this is on and off the podcast. People that know me, they know what time it is. Um, for real, this is for real. Like, y'all need to stop doing that, man. This is one of those things, man. What people don't realize is like, we do, we love what we do, we do what we do, what God has crafted us and builded us to do. But it's a shot in the foot when you're like, hey. Let me get that beat. And yeah, okay, that's cool. You paid, you know, your measly money that's for even it. With okay. No, that's the crazy. But yeah, even with paying, because it's deeper than the paying, it's like, what are you going right. to do with it? Like, I spent time and, and dedication carving this beat. And then, vulnerable state where I'm giving you this, even though, okay, in exchange, you know, you paying me, I'm giving you this beat. But then, I remember being in a situation before where there was an artist and it was a specific beat I had. And I remember around the town and I remember the beat, you know, my silly self, like I remember I used to have beat disc (laughs) and they used to circulate around in my area. And there was one particular beat that everybody was loving. And 
one artist stepped up to the plate and was like, yo, Lane Kizzle, because that's what I was called at the time. They were like, Lane Kizzle, I want to have this beat. I'll pay you for it. And I'm like, bet. He goes, yeah, man, I'm about to do this, man. We're about to blow. <laughs> See, that's another thing. People, that's another bluff. You got less work and, hey, man, we're about to blow. Oh, this is going to get you exposure if you mess with me because I, I know this label, that label, this label. You know, just talk. And you sell the beat, you give them the beat, right? A year go by. Hey, man, like, what's been going on? Oh, man, sorry, man. Just life been happening, man. I, I'm going to get to it, man. Another beat, another year goes by. Same thing. I'm like, yo, so what? what's up with the beat? Oh, man, we, we still doing some contractual situations, you know, start sounding like Kevin Hart on some, you know, with the savings. So I'm like, well, you know, I got to get this contract to that contract. And then we'll be in there, you know, in there like swimwear. And I'm like, come on, bro. Like, like, what are we doing? And then years go by, calendars, you know, flip, flip, flip. Then it'd be like six, seven years. And mind you, in between, in between time, I got artists hitting me like, yo, man, let me get that beat. I'll pay. I'm like, oh, sorry. Somebody already bought it. They about to use it. I'm trying to be loyal. Like, yo, they bought this. I'm not trying to do them wrong. Just for a dude to hit you up seven years later talking about I changed my mind. <laughs> I got a story for you, by the way. Bam. Story for you. And I, and I, I kept... Sam. And look, go right ahead. Break down the story, man. I want to hear I your take. What's up? This Because I knew we won't get into this just because people are funny and fickle. But that's a shirt right there, too. Funny and fickle. But, um... Funnyandfickle.com. <laughs> All right, so I purposely didn't tell you this one yet because I'd be telling you every time something happens just because I need to laugh and someone just needs to know, right? Because I, I, I try not to be petty online, especially because, I mean, cats be coming at me online talking about, like, hey, man, why'd you send me a beat like that? And you already saw what just happened last week. But anyways, this story. Yes. This story, this, this lady apparently... This this woman that had bought a beat, I thought she bought a beat maybe I don't know a few months ago or whatever. She hit me with the on the inbox on my website. She was like, "Hey, uh, I bought a beat from you, and I seem to have misplaced it. Um, is there any way that you still have the folder so you can send to me?" And I was like, "Okay, which beat was it?" She hits me with, uh, "I actually don't remember what it's called." And I was like, "Well, how long ago was it?" I don't know, 12 years. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, um, and this is literally what I said. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta baptize people with that real quick and swift without, without getting in too much lengthy conversation. Cause they, you know, they want something obviously. And I was like, well, ma'am, that sucks. And I literally said that sucks dot, dot, dot. And just left it right there. Cause I was just like, what am I going to do? Sit here and, and resurrect an old computer from seven plus years ago that I don't use no more and, and a, on an old hard drive, on an old hard drive that died. Like people gotta understand, if you don't use it and you invested money in it, that's on you as well. But I think what what we were talking about earlier is like, it, the money's cool, but it all it's disrespectful to the producer's legacy when they, like you are saying, you invest all this time into something and they're doing something to make a name for themselves, right? And you don't actually help them get their name out. So it's almost like selling the beat had no purpose to it, you know? And I'd rather sell beats to people that 
there's purpose to it you know it's not necessarily to use your clout to get somewhere but you could be some street kid you know that don't have no kind of following but it just blows up one day and I just want to be prepared and I, and I and I would like to have my name in that you know what I mean that's how you get exposure it's not about playing people to get exposure it's just about following through with the with the whole the whole thing and a lot of people they just kind of pause because whatever excuse they got man I got people that still owe me money on beats and these are people that I show a favor to as well like you know, hey can you send me those files because I got the studio session and I know I still owe you a hundred dollars but like you know man the studio session's now and you know he's he's giving it to me for free and three years later that dude's still dodging me <laughs> and like you know and, I, and I'm trying Damn. to show a favor but sometimes you just can't you gotta know and that that's a lesson on me like like I'm not gonna sit here and put all the blame on him even though he's the one that did me dirty like I just need to say no sometimes you know what I mean like or, and I had a dude just do that recently too so I'm just like sorry you know you know, I I think producers get backburned. Like we don't, there's not a respect. Like as if the song would exist without us. You know, I don't think artists move like the song exists because of our inspiration as well. You know, like they act like it was just their lyrics that made the song. <laughs> like come on, like, damn, bro, damn, come on. Like they dial on or something, man, and they be on some uh. And I remember dealing with an artist like that one time, like that was on some, uh, you know, I make it hot, you know, but not me. Like the dude was Pee Wee Herman wow. feeling himself. That's, we we gonna keep it raw. It is what it is. Christian police, y'all can come for me, I'll take it. But this is what I'm saying. Like when it comes to that type of stuff, I will say this before I get into that. I will say, you said something that was very key as well, even in the midst of being burnt, like like you said, there were situations I got into where I couldn't place the full blame on the artist, but it was my willingness um, at times where I allowed them to do certain things. And the thing that I learned even on my situation was, you know, at the time I really wasn't like up on my business. And sometimes you had these older people that see a young, hungry, inspired producer and do, cause let me just keep it above, man. So we, we gonna dive into this. Sometimes you'll have situations where you deal with artists that are old, old, and they had they they generational, they had they turn, like, you know, trying to get in and they felt like they out on their luck and Oh, well, they like 45, almost about to push 50. But then they run into a young producer with a fresh sound. They're like, well, maybe there's a chance for me to get in the game now. And so what they do is they'll feed a young producer like myself, talk a producer that don't really know the business or anything, but just fresh and new to it. And will feed them like, yo, let me take you under my wing, man. I know I have connections with this label, that label, knowing they lying. Um, you know, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, my guy up in Columbia Records, Sony, and stuff like that. I remember one artist tried to get over on me and there was one part, I, I was ignorant to business, but I wasn't ignorant to the years where labels died down. And they tried to tell me a label that been gone. I'm like, yeah, I got connections. To, I forgot, you know, uh, sorry to use the 36 Mafia records, but yeah, they're like, yo, you know, Ricky <laughs> Dink records, you know, 
you know, Ricky Dink Records, you know, I, I got them on speed dial. And I'm like, what? And then the day now, I'm like, wait, isn't that label? Oh, no, my bad. I meant to say <laughs> Epic Records, you know. I remember calling somebody out on their stuff. Um, I think that's one of the main things. A lot of times for my younger producers out there, man, be mindful of these people that don't, that look down on you because you don't look up to them. Yeah. Like, be mindful of those people because what they'll do is they'll see you're young, they'll see you're hungry and be like, yo, let me get you, take you under my wing and I'll connect you to this person and that person because they thinking that you're their meal ticket. And just be mindful of that, you know, don't, you know, listen to what they say, but watch what they do, you know, take a look at how they treat people around them and you'll see what yeah. you didn't notice before. Like when these people try to approach you and I'm going to keep it more about and I'm talking within the industry as Christians as well. Um, me being a blood ball believer and that's a whole nother industry because even with me, like I remember being in the world, that's where I was at doing my beats and then getting saved, giving my life to Jesus and then thinking, hey, everybody's gonna be this way. You know, cause I'm, cause you know, everybody wanna use the word like, yes, for when people try to kingdom guilt trip you. For the kingdom, no one is for the kingdom. And show Robocop. All of that, you know what I'm saying? And I think, and it's not the, it's not the, you know, it's not the throw dirt. This is stuff I will say off, off the podcast because people that know they know. And but what I will say to this is, I will say like as a producer, sometimes it can be discouraging when you put your work, your dedication in for years, and then people trample over your beats and. You know, or something happened. Cause I bro, and sometimes I'm gonna put it to you like this, man. You and even in these situations, it can I remember having a chip on my shoulder feeling away. But the thing is, when it comes to dealing with these people on their shady practices, um, the best way to do it, and I'm talking strictly to my believers as I'm saying this part, is is to trust in God's strength to move graciously, even in the midst of it. I call it a grace move. Because Sometimes, you know, people will do what, and it's not easy. I'm not going to say I blew it a lot of times, but it got to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to move how I move to where it'll speak for itself. For example, I'm I'm, I'm going to call something out. Artists out there, whether you're a believer or you're not, I'm going to just call both out in the flat in the, in the bucket. This is the thing. The artists got to be careful out there because producers talk, promoters oh, yeah. talk, and DJs talk. And your name will get around, whether on the positive or the negative. So if you out there, I'm sorry to use the word cuz, you're probably gonna slap me for this, but if you out here capping, <laughs> you you out here capping and flapping and gapping and thinking, thinking you pretty boy Floyd because, oh, you can rhyme on the beat and you can rap fast with auto-tune. Captain Crunch. Um, <laughs> Captain Crunch. The thing is, the word gonna get around your shady practices, no matter how talented and gifted you are. You gotta treat not only artists, but these producers with respect and also show respect to the DJ. You know, like, show, speak to that. No, you're good, because we be chopping, you good. I've been, like, my pride has definitely ruined opportunities, even as a producer, you know? 
there's been times where like <laughs> and i think a lot of that's because i was a little scarred because here's one thing man about the human mind not to get super deep but have you ever noticed especially as a producer like you'll be in high school and you're making beats and you might be a little beyond like what people would assume you would be at that age or whatever and then another homie in the school is making beats and it sounds like toothpicks and and paintbrushes hitting a wall kind of thing and and like your pride is like man I want, i'm better than that though like why is why are all the homies like cheering him on and like they act like he got the best beat on the block type thing and then when you have like an attitude of like i'm actually going somewhere with this you know why don't i get that kind of support you know it's weird i feel like if you have a posture where you are confident let's not even say prideful or cocky let's just say you're confident in what you're doing i feel like people people yeah. they don't take to confidence well even though confidence is not a bad thing i think there's definitely a way to carry yourself um while being confident but for yeah. some reason man people just don't they don't want the confident guy they want to read on the underdog and i've never that always used to really confuse me because i'm just like well you know i'm not like putting nobody down but all i'm doing is doing my sound and people just don't like that you know i, I feel like because it's different people just they, they hate they like to hate on it type thing um but to your points everything <laughs> you just said no i'm serious though every, everything you just said is, are things that i've experienced on a high level you know as far as being prideful and people talking and, and ruining your step because you've you've done them in a way that they feel betrayed and then it just ruins opportunities for you in the future you know matter of fact the guy that helped me get into beat making um i thought i was so hard with my beats and i was trash at the time and he came over to help to work with my parents <laughs> and he was like look man like i don't know what i said i must have said something that was real prideful and cocky and he was just like hey man I can get 13 other cats that I got under my wing and they will smash you with these beats right now. You need to calm down. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was mm. like, okay. Like, I don't even know what I said, bro. But he straight up with my dad in the room. He looked at him and was like, hey, man, the attitude your son got right now, he ain't going to get far with that. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I looked at this mm. guy like a mentor, like not necessarily a mentor, but I looked at him like, you know, he was everything because he was my parents' producer at the time. And when he said that, I was crushed. I was just like, oh my God, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. I thought this was the game. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I just thought that, you know, I was dope, you know, because I'm this young 13 year old producer type thing. And uh, yeah, man, like the way that you strive to really influence where you're going. Um, and I think that's a lot of why that's why I'm more quiet these days. Like I'm not out here like like I'm not like a walking billboard saying, Look at me, I'm the hottest producer in, in Tucson. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I just I don't know. I don't think that that's attractive to people or myself. You know, I don't I don't think I would be attracted to work with somebody if they walked like that. You know what I mean? Um I think that's where I was trying to go with that, but mm. it's true. It's true. I understand, like, the world has different oh, yep. energy, you know, as far as, like, how they promote themselves. Yeah. Like, 
everybody's capping. They all they all act like they got money, it's borrowed money, they borrowed jewelry, borrowed cars. You know what I mean? Like it is Absolutely. what it is. Because they're they're promoting something different. But you know, here's here's the best line, and this is probably where this conversation is gonna go. Because I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna get triggered. Watch. You ever heard a rapper say, "I made it on my own"? <laughs> yes. You heard the tone yeah. behind that? Yes, right. Like, you know, when a, when a rapper says, "Man, I'm self-made. Like, no one got me here. I got here by myself." That makes me want to just molly wop them up the side of their head, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. And look, let's keep it a buck with that. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna unpack the trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did trigger that because I that. Cause you know I heard that you heard that we heard that and the thing that triggers me about that is I've had it happen to me one time but I've seen <laughs> it happen to other people I think honestly it's one thing for it to happen to me but it's another thing to happen to people that I care about and mm-hmm. I take that more seriously cause I've seen things behind the scenes of you got artists that will call you crying on their baby mama's couch begging you man we have to work to get sound like a slave trying to get freedom man we <laughs> we needs to work together we needs to unify we, we you know I, I've been wanting to work got with you for so long and you know it sounded like a, a dude about to hum some negro spirituals oh man I, I've been trying to get a hold of you for years, Link. Ice Beats wanted some beats, you know? Like, we gonna make it. We gonna make it. Like, we gonna make it. That's the rough part is to say, we gonna make it, Link. Like, I've dealt with that. Like, people crying on a baby mama's couch, like, at their humble beginnings. Man, I've been trying to get a hold of you, man. I tried to talk to Sherry, couldn't get a hold of you. Tried to talk to Bob, couldn't get a hold of you. Tried to talk to Jason, couldn't get a hold of you. But thank God I got a hold of you now. Like, it's just like, bro, calm down. Like, it ain't that deep. Like, you know? But dude was dead serious, bro. I can hear the tears on over the phone. Dude be crying, right? So this, this is where I'm taking you. They start with that approach. Like, man, I've been wanting to work with you, man. You're like the best. But they go to other people in front of other people. They be like, yeah, he need me. Like, need me. I'm the one that make his beats hot, you know? Every time when he make a beat, you know what I'm saying? And he talk about he missing the sound. He talking about me, my vocals. Like, cats be on that. And I remember somebody doing that before. And, watch, and, I, and I always... That triggered because, you know, they were on that, oh, I'm self-made, I know what I do. Hey, I just need my acapellas, man, the kick the kick be the start of my bars. You know, like I said, my syllables be the hi-hats. You know, the, the punchlines be the snare. I'm like, if you don't get your butt, like, like people be really Pee Wee Herman in themselves, man, they be feeling themselves, bro. And I be like, no, and then, and, and look, and, and and I'm gonna tie it in another one. Like, you'll also deal with people like this. Like, I don't know if you ever dealt with this before, but I think I told this story a gang of times, but I'm gonna tell it again. Like, there was one particular time, and this was during a time like when, my, when I was in my prime, when I finally found my own sound. And people around the town were hearing about me. And me, I'm a low key dude. I'm more background. Like, I don't like being in the front. And 
but the music spread it out there. So there was uh, one particular friend I had that was telling an artist like, yo, you need to get with my dude Lank. You know, he got some dope beats. He's dope and stuff like that. And I, I respected my friend, you know, cause he meant, he meant that he was trying to get me out there. So he linked up this meeting with me and this artist, right? I go, you know, my friend picked me up, you know, I go over there to, to this artist's house and this artist had two of his homies with him. So I had a beat CD and it was like 20 beats on there, something like that. But beat number four was like the one I was like, yo, that's the one. And so I remember telling him, like, yo, check this out. And I'm and I was out of my shell because I don't like going over to Cast Out Bell, yo, check out my beat. Like I I'm very low-key. The other people did it for me, but I was out of my shell. I was like, hey, check this out. I'm like, yo, beat number four though. I I I think that may have some potential. And so he cut the beat CD on. He listening to the beats. Like we sat there. It was so awkward. And this is during the time rather where I had a sound that was kind of like not like everybody else. Because oh, in Washington, there was like this local sound that I tried to stay away from that everybody was into. And so me, I'm doing like different beats. So he was listening to him. Then after he got done, he started clowning. He was like, yo, man, all these. And he looked at my friend that told him about me. Tell me, yo, this the, are you sure this is the same guy? Cause these beats are garbage. Like he said, these beats are garbage. Especially track number four. I don't know what crack you smoking, but this is this is trash. It is funny because he, you know, those people that try to be Comedy yeah. Central stand up, like in yeah. front of people trying to show off. He was he was doing some extra stuff in front of his boys, and they were all laughing at me. And my friend was looking at me, shaking my head, like, "What the heck?" You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't right. So I was like, you know, by the grace of God at that time, because this was at the beginning of my walk and everything where God was, you know, dealing with me. And I took that and I, I, and then me and my friend left. And the same week, I ran into another artist that was popular in the town. They were like, yo, man, I want to work with you. Like, he was serious. And then we linked up. I showed him the beat CD. I didn't even tell him the uh, previous situation, right? He told me like, man, these beats are crazy. They're new. This is the future. But man, beat number four, that's the one. And I'm like, okay, I'm not tripping. People just want to hate so, Like, I mean, it's not ironic that I made the song or I made the beat for the song called Support, man. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like people be acting mm. like support is toxic or something. And it's the complete opposite. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. I don't know. People be tearing people down, bro. It's be, it's pride. Like, it goes back to pride, you know, which we all wrestle with for one time or another. And the, the thing about this story is, because that ain't even the end of the story. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to tag on to what you said. But this is the crazy thing. When that second artist heard the beat, he was like, yo, all these dope, but man, especially number four. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, confirmation. So he did a song to uh, beat number four on that disc, right? And it was like for him, and this is, I'm old. So this is the time when Cash was doing demos. <laughs> when dude, we didn't have email, when dudes would just send a disc off and just send it like in the right. mail, you mail it <laughs> off to somebody. Like, the song got around the town because the song was a, like a local hit. It was like a local type hit. And I remember this the first artist that was clowning hit me up like, yo, Lang, like, what's up, man? I heard you gave this fire. This is the fire I was uh, looking for, man, that you gave to the artist. Duh, 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 duh. And I'm like, I'm like, that's interesting because that's the yeah, beat you no, said that was man. the most trash, remember? Oh, bro. 
I, I was laughing the whole day. And the dude didn't know what to say. He tried to act like he, he forgot. Oh, man, no, that, no, that, that's a different beat. I'm like, no, it's the same one. It's the same one, same beats. He's how come I didn't get any heat like that? But sometimes, certain times, people don't take you serious 100%. until you're doing work at somebody else's table. Or, so that's what I learned from that point. And not only that, there's times where I created my own table, but it's like when you're working at now, people want to take you serious and act yeah, like they, they took you serious though. the whole time. Did. And didn't want that, you to know that. Honestly, yeah, it could be that. And also sometimes it's that, but then also it's the flip side. Sometimes people just don't see the it's vision so that God gave you. And sometimes people don't, they truly don't see it yeah. because they're stuck in their local bubble. And they're stuck, they're stuck with a certain sound, but when it's something that's challenging that sound, when it's something different, certain people's like, no, nah, that's too much. That's too much. Because sometimes people's life, ears bro. have to catch up. Life. And everything. Like, we're like, what is this, man? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> like, whoa, what is something new? It's something fresh. And look, let me, let me, let me, let me boast on you for a second on that. See, the thing is, <clears throat> like, that's the reason why when you gave me that beat, like I told you, I wasn't going to sit on it. I was like, man, I'm a, I don't want it to be a mixtape song. I wanted it to be on an album. And I wanted it to be something that's not just beneficial, but something that's fruitful. Where it's like people can get a lot out of that song. There's a lot of producers that hit me up about that record all the time. They're like, man, this this is my life right now, but it's the theme music. And with you being a producer, I wanted to double back back on you where I'm like, yo, like where it could be a representation, like, you know, about support. And like you said, with support, sometimes you do have the side that you're talking about. You're right. Where it's a prideful thing to support or it's a prideful thing to admit when somebody killed it. It's like, look, it will be, you know how, you know how funny it could be, you know, as a producer, because like, oh yeah, the beat was all right. The beat was all right. No. This beat is fired. Like, and honestly, I want cats to kill it. I want them to outdo me. Like, I really do. Because it's like, I, I wanted people to hear what you have to offer because people need to wake their behinds up. And I'm like, yo, check out what my cousin got. Like, he's a problem. And, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I think the thing is, when you're truly, true confidence is where you don't have to throw shade. You just shine. Like, yeah. That's true confidence. So where you ain't got to throw shade, you just shine, man. And not only that, you let your work speak, like like you said earlier, because you're modeling that. The thing is, mm -hmm. you're letting your work speak for itself. That's making noise for you. You ain't got to say a word. The beats are you know, your production, how you carry yourself, how you move, cuz. Like, that's what's speaking. And people can't help but to hear what you're saying through through what you're producing. Your work and look, cats. Look, I'm gonna say it right now in advance, y'all. Y'all cats out there that treated my cousin shady and all that stuff. You know that's great, but I'm gonna say it like this: y'all gonna y'all gonna be mad for how you treated them due yeah. to what's coming out. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. I got stories about this stuff, you know, and every producer's gonna have some kind of story. But I I try my hardest not to carry myself like a victim yeah. too, though, because like. I feel like that, you know, it can turn people yeah. off, like when you got a chip on your shoulder. But I'll tell you right now, I say I say that because that's where I'm at right now in my life. Yep. But best believe that took years for me to get there, though. Like I was I was mad, bro. There was a point where I, I yes. was about done because I was just like, 
and I'm more speaking to Christian hip hop right now. Um, <laughs> like every industry is different, but Christian hip hop is is its own industry, right? And and I can only speak for where I've been. Bam. People are cheap, man. Unless you are Hillsong or Lecrae, which is no problem with being those people. People are like, who are you? You know what I mean? So I, I had to get to a point where I just, I knew who God made me to be. And I'm just going to have to roll with it until someone gets it, you know, and, and not stop creating because I may have wanted to quit a hundred times, you know, and been like, well, why am I doing this? Like nothing's happening or whatever. And as soon as I start thinking like that, like suddenly like this stuff starts popping up, you know, and, and things start to happen. And my whole team just went through a, a major cataclysmic shift. Um, that's not all bad, but it's definitely a shift. Um, and just having to rethink, you know, and kind of shed that skin was a lot for me. And uh, it still is. We're still trying to figure it out. But I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel like it would be justified for me to just like hang it up because stuff got different, you know. And uh, I'm a routine addict, man. I, <laughs> like I don't like change a lot. And and here's another thing, man. This is off topic, but creatives and artists, man, we're some weird people. We got really weird kind of like quirky ways of moving in life and we can be super creative in one way and like our whole like regular life is messed up. Because <laughs> like because we, we don't like I'm telling you right now, man, people like the internet, like don't be fooled by the internet, man. I'll rat on myself. Like I'm not trying to like look beyond what I am as a person on the internet like you know I, I barely take pictures just cause I don't know man people be acting like their lives are all put together and everything's all peachy and I'm not trying to be doom and gloom but like artists are just weird bro like we, we think differently we see colors differently you know what I mean like show grace to us <laughs> but I don't even know where, I don't even know where I was going with that I just feel like that needs to be said but yeah, man. I don't, you know, it, it's yeah. There's a lot to unpack about this whole. Thing. There's a lot to unpack, man. That's probably why so I'm much. scattered about it because it's like for years I felt like I was alone in trying to figure this out. And if this podcast or any content like this has any kind of worth, it's it's got to be that other people are facing this. You know what I mean? Or other people are trying to figure this thing out as well yes. um, and each experience is going to be different too like there, there's some core there's some core things that are facts just you know it just is part of it but like for instance like i was trying to go back a while ago when you were talking about you know older cats gassing you up and you know trying to get things out of you like my whole experience was way different but i could understand it i can see how that could happen um in this thing like for me um i didn't i think i had a little bit of a cheat code because my parents were both from that industry warning me about all kinds of stuff before i even hit the ground so it's like and it doesn't mean i had it all figured out or even still have it all figured out but my experience was a little different but that brought on things like pride you know what i mean like feeling like you had the secret you know your whole life <laughs> Or like, like you had some insight um, 
kind of festering and growing into its own problem, you know, because, you know, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm destined to be this thing, you know, <laughs> or it, the, the, the bed is already made for me. Um, and that brought on its own issues. Um, so everyone's going to have their own experience, but the, the core things like being creative, being unique, not comparing yourself, keep going for one. And then also finding core people to support you that aren't trying to be a leech in your life. That's just the key. And I'm still mm. trying to figure this thing out. Like, I'm not, I'm not ever going to sit here and talk on a subject where I've figured it out. Because I, I feel like this industry, it changes on a daily basis where there is no such thing as you got it or you figured it out. Because what may have worked for... Let's say, I don't know, what's an artist or producer we can think of that made it in a very specific way? Um, okay, here's one. Here's one for the young ones. <laughs> so TikTok is a thing right now, right? I can't stand TikTok. I think it's trash, but it right. is a thing and people like it, right? Um, TikTok has this dude named Tags. I think his tag is like uh, official Tags or something like that. He's like, I think he's Middle Eastern or something, but he's this pretty dope producer. Definitely makes that that kind of modern, you know, youngster hip hop or whatever. And he he's blowing up on TikTok. And I don't know if that's why he blew up, but I'm just gonna assume that that's where he came up because he was making like relevant beats um, that were kind of uh, pop culture centric. And that works for him right now. But the point is, TikTok's going to die one day, and then that's not going to be a foundation that's going to be usable. You can't copy and paste what someone else did and assume that that's going to work 10 years from now. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, there is never going to be a place where we figure it out and it's just done. You know, that's why a lot of times artists will fall off because they're either not willing to grow with the industry or they're not willing, like you got old cats are like, man, I ain't never gonna use one of those types of beats or blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's, it's boom bap or nothing. Like if that's your sound, that's one thing, but I think the attitude behind that can really destroy a fan base that's that, that, that can grow with you because like, <laughs> I know you've probably gone through this or, I mean, you have a very distinct style yourself, like, you you have your lane but at least you are willing to use a beat like mine and it not necessarily be what you would make but you're willing to kind of like open your wings up a little bit there you know what i mean or or trust a different sound there's people that got their arms kind of like twisted and they're just like well i'm not gonna do that you know i just think the, the attitude behind that can keep you stuck but you just gotta keep growing, man, and then and then find people like us that are willing to talk about all these quirky things that that make sense to creatives that are just trying to figure it out. Like, if you take anything from what any scatterbrain thing that I can say, like that's, I think that's that's it right there. Because I need people, bro. I need people like Link to tell me to wake up sometimes and. You know, not beat myself up because I, I don't feel like I'm hurt or whatever. But yeah, man, appreciate the platform, bro. Bro, of course, man. And like I said, this is what 
this is what real rap is all about. And it's deeper than this yeah. podcast. You know, it goes beyond that. Um, like you said, man, like every, you dropping a lot of gems. And that's the reason why I got put on my heart to have you on it. I'm going to be straight up. I can't talk right now, y'all. Like, I'm definitely a goofy figure. Um, when I get real comfortable, you'll probably, you'll probably understand, like, me more. But <laughs> there's just so much to unpack <laughs> that I don't know where to, like, to land. You know what I mean? Bro, don't know where to, there's don't know lot. where to land, there's don't know where to start. Encourages me to do this more, because I know Lake been on my case about doing these, but like, yeah, man, at some point I'll be able to like really make it clear what I'm trying to say, because not that like what I have to say is super important, but I know someone out there is like begging someone to say something that they can kind of relate to you know in this position so it's just like man. so so i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> say this directly to you though so this the thing yeah. this encur- just to encourage you so you remember how you said earlier within the thoughts of how creatives how we think a certain way how we move a kirk like a certain way like how we can understand things the thing is what you may think is scattered is not scattered to other creatives right. they know exactly what you mean um, and the thing is, I'm the same way. I jump around. You jump around. We both jump around. We both right. jump around. So shout out to House of Pain. Um, <laughs> you jump around. Like we both. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know where to go. We don't know where to start. We don't know where the middle. We don't know where to land. That's because we've seen a lot. Do through our experiences, we have a certain lens, and we also have a certain hearing. So in that, that's what it's going to sound like. But for the people out here that hear the podcast, producers are going to like, and not just producers, even even creatives in general are going to catch the drift on what we're saying. Because and the and also in the way we're saying it, and that and sorry to get deep, but that's you know the what? way how God what wired us. Right now, like just hearing me right now on a podcast talking about stuff I don't normally talk to outside of my bubble, like. I am never gonna diss Kanye for tripping on Sway no more, bro. Like, dude, like, have you ever seen him are trying to articulate and he's speaking a different language? You ever seen that? I'm not trying to say I'm on some genius yes. level like him, but he's like on this, I mean, he is who he is, whatever. You know, I'm not gonna say he's like a, a god, literally, like he, like yeah. he used to, but, <laughs> but I'm just like, I can understand how scattered he was trying to articulate things because I'm just like, man, like it's just a different way of thinking. You know what I mean? It's we're always ticking. I think is what it is. Um, but yeah, like, like like you said, like we'll be able to. Back. Some people are gonna be able to get it. It's a different language, but you know, thank God if someone does understand what we're trying to say. I don't mean to get all deep. Yeah. Either. Like I'll be goofy. Oh, it ain't that. No, this is the thing. We being us. <laughs> like that's that's the reason why we're real rap. Like the thing is, this is what it's about. We're being ourselves, whether we be deep, whether we be lighthearted, it's, it's all a part of us. And I think that's the reason why I have this platform. Is it's gonna be a variety of topics. And with this, bro, I will say because <laughs> I mean I understand everything you said. There's a lot of gems you dropped, and. I know, you know, people got to go back, listen to this, because there's a lot of gems what my cousin just dropped, especially um, regarding the pride, regarding to, you know, how we are as creators, like how we can be scattered brain, because we're both similar on that. And 
one thing I want to tap on before I uh, wrap this up is this. Like my cousin said, I want to piggyback off of spreading the wings. Like, you know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you got like going to like the boom bap or whatever sound like, oh, I just want this and that's that. Like you said, it's not the, it's not, the problem is not yes. the opinion, it's the, it's the tone and then the attitude with it, like you said. Because that can, that can cut opportunities, that can, and, and us as artists, producers, all of us, we got to be mindful on that because that can like cut off opportunities and cut off situations due to people hearing the tone and the attitude we come with. Never do that. Kind of like you're above and everybody's beneath. And that is willing to not conform I don't think that's the right word but to just be open you know what I'm saying Buster Rhymes bro look where he came from look who look where Buster Rhymes came from Back. he went from Jay Dilla to Pop Champagne <laughs> and, that, that, that. and that's like the <laughs> weirdest perfect transition. example like, and it's not like Pop Champagne that was a weird song bro but it was so hot when it came out but like, it's not like that new sound that he was willing to do defined him. Cause we all know where he came from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that artists, when you're Facts. dealing with producers, I don't care what era style you come from. If you're not open to trying something new, then you're gonna always stay where you were. And it doesn't allow you to open up and grow um, at all. And I, I don't think any artist should ever feel like they're in a place where they, they can't grow no more, is really all I was trying to say. Facts. No, I, I caught you. <laughs> I, ca I caught your drift. And the thing is, bro, I, like you said earlier, like when, when it came to the beat that's on the album that you produced, which, by the way, hardest beat. Once again, that joint is hard. Like, for, for me as an artist, it's fun jumping on different beats. Like, I have fun. Like, I enjoy it. And, and I wanted, and also, I didn't want it to be a disservice of your service. You know, I wanted to bring my all on it. Um, and, and still, you know, I'm still me 100%. Like, that's a part of my arsenal. Like, the style I had on, that's me. Like, and, that's the thing it's like and that's another thing artists man when producers give you their heat and they beats man don't do them a disservice don't be lazy on it like really it's cool that you paid for it that's 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 great that's cool the second step is bring your all on it you know just how you expect well, us to bring our all on the beats like, I knew that that beat would speak to you because it, it was it was a good compromise because it was it had my style of drums, but I knew that that lo-fi kind of warped record sound is attractive to you. So I'm just like, so I, it, it's not one side of All the other has to like, you know, like change, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I have fun using a, a style of a sample that I typically don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's cool. I look at that as a challenge, you know? You know, if you say you want uh, you want some Indian flute from the wilderness in Bengali somewhere, I'm gonna look at that and be like, okay, cool, that sounds dope. Let's make it something. But yeah, it's not it's not just the artist that needs to be open, like producers too. Because I'll tell you straight up, like sometimes I'm just like, nah, man, that's not that's not me though. Um, but you can do things that aren't you and still be you though. You know what I'm saying? You could do it your way. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm not really super West Coasty, but there's elements that I can take 
and be like, okay, well, I'm not West Coast to the core, but I know that I can make a beat that's still who I am and be and use influence from those things. Yeah. And you know, it's a it's a it's a happy medium, you know what I'm saying? And it also helps people see that you're willing to like be different as well. So yeah, man. Always. Always. Both sides to it, man. And that that's what it is. And like you said, like all of us is always a place to grow and learn and, and expand. Um and that's how I feel as an artist and also as an individual is like there's always areas to grow and learn it. It's that, man, like you said, like what I took from everything is to never start learning, never stop learning, never stop growing. And um, like, that's the thing. You continue to learn, you continue to grow through it, um, through these challenges, um, you know, and being creative in the midst of this stuff, you know, like pushing, pushing it to the limit where it's like okay lord push me through this like i'm trying to be creative and you know in the midst of everything and also from the listeners out there this ain't the only this ain't the only record i'm on that my cousin got produced there's a few of them in the chamber there is a few in the chamber and there is more after that too apologize too just because you know just so many shifts have been going on but we definitely have some things planned man i'm definitely excited you know, for whatever may happen soon. I'm going I'm to throw a challenge to you just because we all growing and stuff. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been waiting for you to get an Xbox, bro, so we can handle business on that call on that Call of Duty war zone. But I've been patiently waiting. <laughs> you had to call me out. Hey, I love it. Hey, hey, I love it. You're right. You challenging me on that? That's my this is my cousin, so I have to take it. You know what I'm saying? Like he he calling me out. I have to take the call and I have to respond with it. So you, I, I see what you're doing there. You gonna have other people hold me accountable. They be like, "Yo, did you get that point? Did you Xbox yet?" Yeah, because you know, cats go on clown. Because the last thing I have is that dusty weed. You still on the NPC? You still on the NPC, bro? You get on this. I'm just kidding. That's a classic. No, he, he called me. No, but I take it. I take it. I take. I take the shot to the face. You know what I'm saying? I take yeah. it. I, I take the bullet. You know, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get on that soon, man. I've been saying that, but it's mainly just trying to see, like, just to get back into the groove of games again. Because I was like in the game stuff earlier, but then me, I shifted it all the way into music and other things rather. But I praise God that you know the other things are not a thing anymore. But I would say, oh, we're not good. That's another podcast for another time. But, hey, you know, I'm going to take that in consideration. That's going to be it. You know what I'm saying? But, look, I take take it like this. But, look, we're going to wrap this podcast up, man. Like, I just wanted to say once again, because, like, I I treasure you and I appreciate you and – just for you being in my life and just you, you being who you are. That's the thing. You being who you are. And um, you are a gem. Period. Like you are a gem. And don't let nobody else tell you different. Like, you know, not just as a producer, but that as an individual. Continue being who you are, man, in Christ, as we say it flat out, and then just you doing your thing, man. Continue to produce, continue to like you say, like continue to speak these things out even more because this with this podcast right here, 
it's going to speak to a lot of different producers, man. And it's something that people needed to hear. And it's something I needed to hear myself because you give your help, giving me more perspective and we, we can learn from each other. And so I, I had a phenomenal time, man. But this ain't all <laughs> this. We just getting started, folks. Yeah. Like this, this and, and that's all I'm gonna say on that. Podcast. We just getting started. I'm open for it. When I tell you, this dude's been trying to get me on here for I don't know a year or two. I really mean that. Like he's <laughs> he was like, look, man, we gotta do this, <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'm not a speaker, but I I, I can understand it now. Like I definitely uh, had a good time. I appreciate. Uh, your encouragement off off record too um not not just you know on podcast form but you know just as a person because i'm telling you man producers you are not the only people out there alone that are in your heads a lot and i needed to know that so yeah man it's been good it's been good i appreciate everything you do i appreciate you giving me a shot for one on your album that was cool it ain't over yet, man. I got a lot of stuff that I've been working on kind of quietly that I'll probably be sliding to you shortly. My most least favorite line, like the let's work thing, but you know, I'm not even gonna, I'm not, I'm not even gonna say it. It is what it is. No, you said it without having to say that's See, that's the thing. Like with what you do, the, the sound of what you bring, your, your beats tell you. You know what I mean? Like your move, your move. That's the thing. Y'all, y'all can learn from my cousin now. The thing is, <laughs> like his moves speak. Like he don't have. Shout out to my big bro DJMD. He the same way. That's family. Yeah, that's that's family, man. That's my big brother, man. Um, no yeah. things will things will happen. We'll get connected. Trust me. Like that's that's family, man. Shout out to DJMD and also shout out to my little bro DJ Pasquan, man. Like these two dudes top tier DJs man like they are professional people but also just professional at what they do you know so nah no we'll we'll make that happen for real for real because I think you know once this thing clears up I believe I know you guys are in what Lacey well I'm actually I'm in Lacey Um, MD is in Tacoma uh, I think we were gonna visit some family out there in uh, Pullman which is like on the other side of earth but (laughs) But uh, I know we'll, we'll be in Seattle at some point because we have some dates up there that still need to be fulfilled. So maybe we can meet in the middle somewhere at some point. But yeah, man. I used to live in Washington, by the way, y'all. And Damn. at that time in my life, I don't think, I don't know what was good. I, I, I was younger, so I don't think we were mobile really, but we didn't really see each other when we lived out there, which is too bad. But we lived out there. When was this? When was that? Last long. Uh, it was, we were in Mount Vernon, which is like the Lord's butt crack of Washington. Uh, yeah, no, no hate, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't for me. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but yeah, man, I, I do think Washington is a beautiful place, man. For me, not, I know we got to close this up, but for me, it was the gloominess that just like, I couldn't do it, bro. I'm from California, bro. Like, <laughs> When you come from like Newport, Orange County, like it was a, such a drastic change. And I was just like, man, I don't know if I can do this, but 
Yeah, man, we have God. God had us out there for a season. Um, that was 2011. Got you. To end it out on this note, bro, where can people oh, contact man. you, man? Give them your well, info. Let's see here. So I got two Instagrams. We got my team, which is the MASH unit. If you look on Instagram at M-A-S-H, like MASH, unit, U-N-I-T, and then music, which is M-U-Z-I-K, that's the whole squad on there. Uh, my personal though is GT underscore TMU. And then you can find me on Xbox at Mash Unit Music as well with a Z-I-K on the end of music. So that's where Link's gonna have to find me soon. I'm gonna block you on everything until you can add me on Xbox Live, bro. That's gonna be that's gonna be the only way that you can get in contact with me is if you if you catching these hands on Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait to I'm see that in the movie it's too. Be this Friday, but it got pushed back for you know, GT underscore TMU on Instagram and yeah man. Come holler. I'm always posting little things here and there, making beats and stuff. So Follow follow my cousin, man. He got some great things coming. This has been another episode of Real Rap. Until next time, keep locked, keep tuning what we got coming. <laughs>